Whiskey Bulldogs acknowledges that we reside on the lands of the people of the Kulin Nation. We acknowledge sovereignty was never ceded. We need a treaty. If you'd like to learn more, go to reconciliation.org.au. Gone direction! Whiteman! What about that climb? Tiny little man just sat on Max's head. To Barney Smith score. Towards goal. Barney Smith as he got the dogs in off Bradley Welcome to episode four of the Whiskey Bulldogs podcast, the only podcast for dual bevy and bevo enthusiasts. I'm your host, Tim Althred, and this week we'll be looking at the round 10 game against the Crows um, at Ballarat and looking ahead to the game uh, hosted by the Suns in Darwin. This week in the news, it's been quite sad news for Tigers fans, with Dimmer calling it quits. Um, Hopefully they find a replacement coach soon. Looking at the tips uh, last week, I've done okay seven out of nine and uh i think there were some tricky ones in there but really should have tipped the cats to again succumb to their opponent uh this time it was Fremantle. looking ahead or what's coming up i have recorded an interview with a cousin-in-law uh andrew mcdougall and we talk about his whiskey and bulldogs fandom we also talk about a specific whiskey that's close to him the urban 14 year old i then do a review later this episode of that um but you can listen separately uh to the interview that i did with andrew mcdougall separately to this episode uh, i'll try and release these two together uh looking ahead around 11 um i'm tipping swans uh, but could go either way i think because both teams have been fairly average uh the saints demons cats surely they can get this one against the giants I'll tip the Bulldogs for the Suns v Bulldogs, and I'll talk about that later with you. Bombers and Power. Um, Power have just been too dominant, I think, and I should have really um, tipped for them last week. And then we have uh, me tipping Magpies and Lions as well. So um, maybe some average games this week, maybe some good ones. We shall see. This week's theme is family, pertinent to the episode that I recorded with Andrew McDougall, but also pertinent to the old Bulldogs boys uh, sticking together thick and thin like family, particularly the old dogs who were at Darwin in 2013 together and who will be playing together again this weekend. Let's get on with the episode. So uh, this week, Whiskey Bulldogs was out again, uh, this time at the very chilly 
and a little bit wet Ballarat for Sir Doug Nichols round where we saw Welcome to Country was there with my dad and my wife and we were out there with our indigenous uh, Guernsey pattern on our shirts. Bit of a typical game if not um, a bit more extreme than usual for the dogs in the cold and wet. Uh, but it was a great full house at about 10,000 loyal fans, um, most of those exposed to the conditions and most in the red, white and blue. Dogs came away happy this time with a win uh, against the Crows 11-19-85 to 5-10-40. Crows were lacking Taylor Walker, which might have already sealed the fate of the mixed bag Crows before the bounce, but it was a pressure-intensive Bulldogs that forced the Crows to a loss. Rochelle tried to fire up the Crows with two goals, but their mids did not have enough possession to turn momentum around. Really, any midfielder or defender in the dog side was having a great game, winning possession and holding it, and that's really what won the game. It was the forwards that were finding it hard to convert efforts to the scoreboard at the last moment, more so in the first half than in the second, but really most of the team had a go at the sticks. This week's accuracy was a talking point and it took its worst hit so far this year at Mars at 37%, with 11 goals and a whopping 22 behinds, whereas the weeks before we have been usually around 46% or higher uh, whether we win or lose the game. We were thinking at some stage in the game a dog's win over the Crows could have come for just from the minor scores alone and just holding on to possession. I was a little worried about the spike in inaccuracy, but then saw later that these stats would have been fairly predictable for the dogs at the venue and for our current key forward, Aaron Norton. It was hard to say whether weather conditions totally accounted for this spike, but certainly uh, we did hit the post a few times. Looking at the stats for the venue, Mars is one of the lowest scoring venues with the least accuracy since the dogs started making the trip to the stadium from 2017 for then one game and then since then two games per year. Oddly, there's been one GWS versus Suns game in 2021 that was played at Ballarat. Because it seemed to be for the taking, it would have been good for this season's percentage just to bring it back a little more in line with previous attempts at Mars, but more importantly for the confidence of the team in their forwards, but also individual player confidence if some more accuracy was found. Norton is a contested possession high-flying gold machine, but has not found as much accuracy this year. We hope he gets a good bag this year to increase his confidence. In the goal-making dome that is Marvel Stadium for the Dogs, when Josh Bruce kicked his 10 goals against a lacklustre Kangaroos team in round three in 2021, a statement was made that he was a finely tuned, dangerous goal machine. It didn't matter the feat wasn't repeated, but he exuded confidence in his kicking action that he could bag two or three each game. Looking at the stats, Mars Stadium is Norton's least favoured, with one-to-one gold two behinds, whereas just about any other venue he has more than 50% accuracy, whereas clearly his favourite venue, Docklands, is near 70%. So aside from all of that, Bailey Dale had a field day, especially in the second half, 
with 36 touches and to advantage nearly at every opportunity at 88% efficiency. Noticeably from the first quarter, Bailey Smith's performance from a more central position in the midfield perhaps cemented his name there with a career-best 37 touches. He was at and over the ball and able to break away to advance the dogs over and over again. It would be interesting to see what would happen next against a stronger midfield team. But at least we know that when Trelaw does come back in from injury, he and Smith could rotate this position quite well. It was nice to see McRae finding great form with 26 touches and kicking a couple of goals. Scott had a couple too this week, which is again great to see. Richards was as good as ever, and he has developed to be an elite and key player in the Bulldogs side. My dad uh, recalled when he saw him dominate as a Williamstown Seagull as a midfielder before he was drafted. Though he plays usually a more defensive role in the dog side, you can see that he continues to dominate through space into the mids. Liam Jones and Ryan Gardner intercepts returned possession to the dogs when the Crows were able to attack. In the first quarter, we had a bit of a sloppy start, couldn't get into the forward 50. Crows looked like they could scare the dogs. Norton succeeded when he found separation from a receiving pack. Ryan Gardner kicked the first Bulldogs goal of the game, his first since uh, 2019 when he kicked two. And this was from a free kick for minor high contact on Gardner himself, and then a Crow defender threw Waitman to the ground uh, unnecessarily for a 50 meter penalty. There were some good opportunities at goal, but these were lost to distance from the Liber goal attempt or hitting the post from the Bont attempt. Then the rest of the game was kind of a minor score fest for the Bulldogs. In the second quarter, Dogs were in control and never looked to be in a position to lose it, but a momentum change could have spooked the Dogs. Late in the second quarter, Crows were fighting and it looked like uh, it could have been the history repeated. The loose play in a split forward line was a great sign for the Dogs, which gave Liberty's second goal opportunity, this time in front from set shot, but he found the post. It's been my thing of late that we need to split the forwards a little more, this time Lob and Yugel Hagen came together too many times to spoil each other, especially later in the game. Caleb Daniels' goals uh, stabilised Woes leading into the third quarter, and Waitman's unrelenting pressure on the Crows' defence kept the Crows at bay. Yugel Hagen and Baker's beautifully choreographed set shots could have afforded at least one other goal before halftime. In the third and fourth quarter, forwards found some accuracy at Mars, finally, uh, where they notched up some goals and we saw Jack McRae snag his first. The Bont's first half was a little quieter than usual, but it, he was a steady hand, and he scored his goal for the game in the fourth quarter. It was very sad to see JJ come off with a hamstring again, and he'll be out for quite some time, probably 10 rounds. Um, and there are also scares for the Bont for a left knee injury. On the Whiskey Bulldogs um, Facebook group, it was um, clear that uh, this was history repeating itself with JJ coming off with a hamstring and then uh, missing all of this time just to return before the end of the uh, home and away season and then to actually get the Norm Smith medal in the 2016 Grand Final. The Dogs are now five wins in a row and 
seven and three. So they're very happy with this win, even though it's a difficult ground at Ballarat. Despite the dogs forwards not performing at their best at Mars this match and in previous years, they chalked a confident win this season against the Crows. The pressure game worked so well that the Crows had little to no chance at attempting to score. Defensively in the middle, Dogs will take the momentum in the next few rounds and will look like a top team if their forwards can regain some confidence in their kicking action, but had showed signs that perhaps changing up their strategy and positioning to best connect with the mids may work. Fan and community engagement at Mars is next to none and we would not want to lose the opportunity for the dogs to go to Ballarat. Maybe they just need some training camps up there just to get a better feel for the ground. A high five and an eye to eye from the Bont uh, at the sideline at the end of the game concluded a great afternoon out for Dogs Faithful. This weekend, the Suns are hosting the Dogs at TIO Stadium in Darwin for round 11 at a 7.30 time slot on Saturday to continue the Sir Doug Nichols rounds. It's hard to say what the crowd composition will be this time, but should be upwards of 10,000. It'd be hard to say which team the Darwinians would get behind. Bulldogs had a home away from home in Darwin between 2004 and 2013, but since Darwin has hosted Melbourne and more recently Gold Coast. Either way, it would be an experience for both teams and perhaps another trial opportunity for the NT to see if they can host perhaps a 19th or 20th team in future. The Suns are looking good at the moment, having come off some wins and close losses against good teams to play some effectively middle six of the ladder. It's hard to say that they are going to be in the top eight by the end of the season, but they have caused teams who are definitely contenders some grief. Suns have come off a 107 to 64 point loss at the Gabatoir against the Lions, but Lions are proving to be a top four team, so they might like to bounce back in a more familiar neutral territory. Other aspects that might advantage the Suns is their ultra underdog mentality and the heat and humidity being more like home and both teams effectively being away. Also, the Suns have had convincing wins there last year in their best season yet albeit against the bottom table dwellers, North Melbourne and Hawthorne. The last time the Bulldogs were in Darwin was in 2013, round 10, when they hosted Port Adelaide and won 67 to 58. It would be all dogs back on tour as Libba, 35 disposals, McRae, 23, and Liam Jones, 12 and one goal, all played that game. JJ also played uh, 21 disposals and one goal, but will be sadly an out this time. Overall, dogs like Darwin and have won their 7-2 and two over a longer history with Suns 2-2. Two and two. Last season, dogs hosted Suns at a chilly game in Ballarat in round 10, where the dogs won 15-16-106 to 13-9-87. Bailey Smith was best on ground and accuracy was a factor in the Bulldogs' ability to put on percentage. Sound familiar? For the Suns, it was David Swallow putting in the work to hold possession from the Dogs. I suspect the same thing will happen this game with the Dogs overcoming the Suns by at least 20 points, with Bailey Smith and David Swallow set to stay in their roles. Hopefully in Darwin, our forwards can get more accuracy than in Ballarat. However, in Darwin, 
Gold Coast may have garnered more crowd support of late. So we'll see how that plays out. JJ is a definite out 8 to 10 weeks, and we'll see how the bond pulls up. He looked 80 to 100% so far this season. I hope we don't see another mid-season lull, because if we do, he won't be the best player this year. Josh Bruce might come back in. Not sure exactly where he'd fit. It would be hard to take Ryan Gardner out this week, so it might just be a shift around defenders to fit them both back in. And that's the footy this week. We uh, hope for another win in Darwin on the trot. That'll be great for the dogs and great for the season. So I've just picked up a bottle of Oban 14 um, as per our recommendation from our guest this week, Andrew McDougall. And he indeed is right. All of this history about the McDougall clan is available on the actual bottle uh, label itself, not on the tin part, but on the actual bottle. And I'm just gonna open this one as a freshie for you. What a sound, love it. And, and I've just got my wee dram glass uh, from Oban that I picked up as well to go with. That's very fitting. And um, I'll just go straight into a nose. It's very uh, sweet, sweet, like orange candy, like hard, hard boiled lollies. It's a beautiful color as well. It's like a an amber, on the lighter side actually, it's more like um, a golden color, but in the bottle it looks more amber. On the palette you get quite a bit of sweet malt tastes like, um, like honey. Again, that orange citrusy note, but it's that got that slight subtle maritime salty seaweedy taste in there and the tiny bit of smokiness. The Oban used very, very little peated malt in this and it's not a peated whiskey at all. It is a very fruity, light, floral, very citrusy drop with just hints of the sea uh, and smokiness. And it's got a little bit of faintiness at the end, um, a bit like like a leather couchy kind of kind of um, smell, um, yeah, a little bit woody at the end as well. And you can see why this is one of the classic malts. It's it's well balanced. It's a lot less smoky than other whiskies from that area. More on the sweeter side. It's a beautiful everyday kind of dram where you can enjoy um, some seafood, I think, um, some fish and chips go well. Maybe like um, pot of mussels kind of thing, mulfrit or something like that. Um, now that I think about it, the finish, it's very much like a, an orange duck liver pâté or um, like duck à l'orange or something like this. Uh, I'm showing my tricolors here, aren't I? Blech. Fun fact for you, the French drink the most whiskey out of anyone in the world.
If you don't like smoky whiskies and you like something on the sweeter side, I think you would very much like the Oban 14. Thank you to Andrew McDougall for the inspiration for this review today. It's a special whiskey and it's a special whiskey to him and his family. The little town of Oban built around this distillery is a beautiful place to visit. So if you're ever in the area, I think it's worth a look. Well, that's the end of the episode. Thank you so much for listening. I've been Tim Alfred and you've been a great audience. To follow socials, Instagram and Twitter, search Whiskey Bulldogs. Send me a message that way or email me or feel free to join and post in the Whiskey Bulldogs Facebook group. I've loved your posts of whiskey, doggies and footy related adventures so far and also love reading your thoughts on Whiskey Bulldogs. Hope you enjoyed listening to the podcast today. You can subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your fantastic podcasts. Search Whiskey Bulldogs. On the Spotify platform, you can even send me a voice message or a question, and you might even get on the pod. I hope to make this pod more about you and what you want to hear. It means a lot, and thank you so much for your support and being a friend of the podcast. Go on, pour yourself a wee dram, and enjoy the footy. Until next time, cheers, slange, sante, go dogs. Yeah.